we know it's official that Jim Schwartz is now the defensive coordinator. And uh, just see if something. Oh yeah, I was going to say before we get cranking, guys. Uh, they have a, the Browns have announced two thirty today. Jim Schwartz will be available for the media. Uh, we will carry that press conference live. Two thirty today will be the Jim Schwartz press conference. Yeah, I was going to say it. I just wanted to make sure the seal of approval was on that. So. Yeah, oh, seal of approval is on. Yeah. It. Uh, stamp by the poobah to make sure big... that you all know. And the junior poobah. Oh, both of them. And junior poobah. It's a it's a standard thumb and a very muscular thumbs up. Okay, so press conference today at two thirty. That's what we were hoping. Well, I mean, I'm not only am I getting luckier, Jeff. I said, "Hey, can the Browns make this official?" And as I said it, boom, it became official. Then I said, "I wonder if we'll get a press conference today." Boom, we got a press conference today. I'm telling you, I think I need to start asking for more things on the lunch. Air. Lunch? No, I can't. Let's do that. get lunch. No, we're not going to. Poobah, groveling lunch. You think he will? I doubt it. I doubt it. I mean, eleven year, eleven years. Is that how long we've been here? Eleven and a half. <laughs> you think just maybe once? No, he's done that before. He's done it. He's a wonderful man. He's done it tons of times. Jeff, so we've you know now we know Jim Schwartz is defensive coordinator. Yeah. Okay? So yep. let's start with the first sure question, do. and we'll go to the phone lines here. Too, My number I, one choice. Just well, whatever that's resume worth. wise, it didn't it make sense. It's a no brainer. No brainer. He he of of everybody that the Browns had in their we'd like to interview you list. He had the best resume. He I, did. Now, I got to tell you, I was in, the most experienced as a defensive coordinator. And just being on the defensive side of the ball. Yeah, I mean, and he, he looked at his resume. Choice, Brian Flores would have been a fine hire as well. Yeah, I think so, too. I hope, really hope he gets the head coach's job with uh, Cardinals. That'd be cool. Yeah, I think that, I mean, I'd rather be a head coach than a coordinator, wouldn't you? Oh. I guess it depends I would, how much do you I want would to assume, fire. Yeah, I would assume. But All right, so. Let, let's tackle these two questions that we have in front of us on this when it comes to Jim Schwartz, okay? Does it take the pressure off of Kevin Stefanski and the idea of him not giving up play calling? Because I do think there were a lot of folks who are like, just be the head coach. Like, I, I, I'm at the point now, too, where we're saying, okay, if Kevin Stefanski is running the offense, designing plays for the offense, doing all this for the offense, and kind of like, okay, the defense is over here, and now Jim Schwartz is – like, do we really have a head coach, or do we have two head coaches? Do we have Jim Schwartz, coach of the defense, Kevin Stefanski, coach of the offense? No. What do we have? We have offensive coordinator Alex Van Pelt, okay. who's putting everything together and not calling plays on Sunday. But he's getting made. If you listen to Kevin, though, during the season, it sounds like he's designing a lot of these plays. I'm too. sure he yeah. is. Okay. Yeah, that's that's part of it. Okay. All right. So there's kind of a tandem there running the offense. And Jim Schwartz will be running the defense. And I don't know about you, Andy. It, the thought of Jim Schwartz runs the defense, go do it, fine, done. You take care of that, Jim. Feels a lot better than Joe Woods is running the defense. Joe, you go take care of that, finish, done. And I, I say that, no disrespect to Joe, I say it based on track, track record and previous success of Jim Schwartz. And... Right now, if, if Kevin Stefanski came out and said, let's let's just say today, hey, and by the way, everybody, Alex is going to call the plays now. I'm staying out because I'm going to help Jim with the defense. What would we all say? Why? That's right. Yeah. Yeah. It's like you just hired a guy who's who's been there, done that at well, a very I, high I level. I will say this, though. I don't have a problem with him stepping back and saying, you know, we would have won more games if we just maybe – paid more attention to all three phases of the game early on in the season. And maybe but they, but they are, aren't they? I, I don't know. I mean, it's not like I, he's many ignoring times, stuff. 
How many times did it feel like one side of the ball or two of the three sides of the ball um, let the team down in games where they should have won this year? Like, how do you fix that? Do you need someone in charge, someone to hold people responsible and be accountable? But Kevin is. He is in charge. Did it feel that way? Well, yeah. It did? Well, it felt that way to me. I don't know. I just look at him as the head coach. Joe Woods ended up falling on the sword. Well, and if Andy, they didn't, that, that if they happens. didn't, yeah. But if they didn't, ask, like, ask Brandon Staley what just happened with the Chargers. True. I I just think that if ultimately someone's got to be responsible, and you're gonna I, like, I just think it's weird that you blame it on the coordinator. Like, shouldn't the head coach take the fall if you think that they just one side that of the in, ball they is just did that with the Chargers? So then, why have a head coach? This is my. I go back we're, to my. We're original. talking about doing it in Pittsburgh. Hey, if Mike Tomlin's going to fire Matt Canada, should you fire Mike Tomlin? Well, no, he's shown that he's a terrific head coach. Well, then why? It's just the way it works. I, I don't. It just feels, though, like the strategy is to have head coach of offense, head coach of defense. That's what it feels like we have here in Cleveland. That's what it felt like last well, year. Can you say that about every coach who comes from one background or another? No, because it depends on how – how much their hands are into it. You know what I'm saying? Like you, you like there are coaches you know that feel like they're responsible for both sides of the ball. Yeah, but look at how many head coaches are calling plays in the NFL. It's the same deal. Well then let's go back to the original question. Aren't, aren't they the head coach as well? Ultimately they, they take the fall, but not in this scenario. Your defensive coordinator took the fall. Well, you had a guy who was running a terrific offense. All season, and then you brought in Deshaun Watson, who was really rusty. Mm-hmm. And the offense didn't run quite as well. Hmm. Jim is in Strongsville. We wonder what you think, Jim. How are Hi, you? Jim. Oh, didn't click. Jim, how are you? Hey, guys. Listen, now, this doesn't take the heat off of anybody in this group. And when I say this group, I'm talking about Barry, DePodeste, and uh, Stefanski. To be honest with you, Schwartz was the only choice. These guys are probably on the hottest seat of any group in the NFL coming into next year. They don't have the luxury of taking a guy that doesn't have tons and tons of experience because they got to get off to a good start. This is it for them. To take a flyer on a guy that could be awesome and might not be or a guy that doesn't have experience in that D.C., it just wasn't something that they were going to be able to do. So, I mean, I know all they we're looking at it like this. I just I look at it. This was the only choice. They needed a known commodity. They needed something that, regardless, they knew what they were going to get. And I would flip this back and put more pressure on Andrew Barry. Like I was look going through the roster the other day, the, the Browns have a lot of guys that play the similar roles. Everybody that we've heard, and you guys have people on the air too that say John Johnson the third was the best that he the best that he's been is when he's down playing in the box. Right. Well, where's Delpit best? JOK's kind of like that. You don't, you know what I mean? Where's the free safety on the team? We got a bunch of guys that can play down in the box. Where's the, you know what I mean? So I'm, I'm kind of looking at the way we put this team together and scratching my head, saying, guys, you you got to get this together. And I mean, like I said, look, these guys are on the hot seat. They're, they got a short rope. Their leashes. <laughs> so I just don't think there was a choice. You needed a guy that you could plug him in there and forget about it and move on. You just couldn't take a chance. There was no opportunity for risk here. Jim, you like the idea though. You bring in Schwartz and you just let him figure it out. I do. I do. I mean, I don't okay. know what honestly. Well, I mean, and he's an offensive guy. Look at anybody that comes from an offensive, you know, or defensive. Their coordinator on the other side of the ball handles most of that because that's just not where their experience lies. What are they going to do? I mean, who has more experience than 
Jim Schwartz or uh, Kevin Stefanski and calling defensive plays, putting defenses together, personnel groupings. I mean, could Kevin do it? Sure. But is it like his, ex, you know, is that where he's an expert? No. So, no, I, I think it's like in any team. I mean, you know, like I don't think Mike Tomlin gets involved with the offense or the defense for that matter. He's more of a CEO head coach. I mean, both can work. You know, it's just a matter of preference and whether or not it is working. Can it work here? That's the question, Jim, too, because nothing's worked. Let's be honest. Not since they've been back well, since 99. You got one win, one playoff win since 99. We, we got to find I something that works. We do. I'm watching the Bengals right now, and I'm so salty. I just I'm so salty. But you know what else makes me salty is watching the NFC North like go from this garbage division not too long ago to having three teams in right now. Three of the four teams in the NFC playoffs. I mean, why are, not us? I, seriously, agree. Even a blind squirrel finds a nut. We're like a blind squirrel that can't find a nut. We're hungry. I can tell you that. Thanks, Jim. Appreciate you. Uh, let's go to Will in Medina. Hello, Will. Hey, what's going on, guys? I uh, love the hire Schwartz. I think a big tell of how this is going to move forward is going to be who he brings in to, to be around him. And, and here's where I think where we fall short. The Browns need to run this team like a business, right? You got a general manager who's in charge of football operations in the roster. He's going to have a certain job description, finding talent based off X, whatever the case might be. But then he's got to designate to his coaches, all right, like, hey, look, guys, we need somebody to call plays on offense, someone to call plays on defense. Uh, and someone to oversee the actual game and making game adjustments, talk to the players, see what's going on in the field. And at no point in time should these, any of the two of these three things be part of the same person's role. Um, so that that can be focused on if Jim Schwartz's job is going to be manage the defense, call the plays on the defense, then Stefanski shouldn't be calling the plays on offense and overseeing the field because, frankly, it's just not possible to do that in a way that's going to make sense. Um, and I think that's where they fall short is, we already tried the, hey, let's make sure that, you know, Joe Woods is in charge of the defense, Stefanski's in charge of the offense. Okay, but guess what? When the offense is off the field, Stefanski's still watching and will see what's going on in the field, not talking to his offense, not sitting down with the offensive line, not seeing what's going on in the field. And then the adjustments aren't getting made. I think they really need to unpack this team and figure out what whose responsibilities are going to be what moving forward, and that might be uh, it might be giving up that play calling duty for Stefanski, and he should be open to anything right now because he does have the hottest seat in the NFL. So does Barry. Well, I, thank I just you, don't. Appreciate. I don't see a need for him to oversee Jim Schwartz. You know, in 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 talking before he gets the job, in talking as they plan for the season, even during the week, Andy. You know, hey, you know, what do you, what are you thinking here? Let's sure that's his job, but on game day, let Jim do it. That's why you hired him. You know, you let Joe Woods do it, and then you decided you needed to make a change. So. If you're going to hire a guy who's more experienced with a better track record and greater success than the guy you just let go, why would you do that? I don't know. I, I think they're just they're in we're in a weird spot right now, and it's because I think we're looking at our head coach and we're we're we want more. Like as fans, I, you know, players come and go, coaches come and go, owners come and go. But we're the ones that are stuck, you know, stuck standing here with the team that we love because it's got the name on the front of it. That that's us. We're Cleveland. All the fans and anybody else. Now these guys actually do it, but we're the ones that are in it for the long haul. So when I look at this, I'm trying to figure out what Kevin Stefanski needs to be a successful head coach here, rather than looking at this from the negative and trying to say. Well, I don't like the fact that they didn't run the ball more. Or they should have thrown the ball more or 
why didn't they you know do this or do that from a game from a tactical game standpoint i'm i'm trying to look at this as okay what's going to make kevin's job easier how can they best help kevin you can't send a guy he just, to he just did it yeah and i he agree hired jim schwartz and i think that's the answer now does does schwartz save his job that's my question the idea of getting a head coach for the defense does that save his job or does that just put him on the hot seat rather than him not having a hot you know not being fired at the end of the season because i i mean let's let's be honest there are a lot of different scenarios and again you take the name away it doesn't matter who kevin stefanski is it's generic coach nfl underachieving season even though you knew you were going to go through a quarterback change like you could have achieved more if you go in and say we could have done no, we could have done more no matter who the quarterback was, they probably in other cities are saying, hey, we're looking for a new head coach right now. Mm-hmm. Now the question is, did getting a head coach for the defense save his job? I think that's a fair question. 216-578-0092 or on Twitter at CLE Talking Heads Basketball. All right, Brown's press conference today at 2.30. You'll be able to hear it on the afternoon drive. And who will it be? Jim Schwartz, your new defensive coordinator. <laughs> That uh, position, uh, he obtained that officially this morning within the hour. I know we've been talking about it for the last you know, day and a half here, but uh, it is now official from the Browns, so they will have a press conference with him uh, at 2.30, clearly past his physical. So, Jeff, uh, nice. let, let me kick this around just for a second here because I know we wanted to get into our uh, positional breakdowns. We're going to talk about tight ends here in a moment. Did they get it right? And I think we talked about this a little bit before, but did the Browns get it right, and did they get it right for Kevin Stefanski? Yeah. I I think the way this defense, the way this defense looked this year, it regressed. And I I thought it would become a big-time defense. At least I was hoping it would, and I thought they had a chance to. And then... You know, going into the season when we saw they didn't have defensive tackles who had been there and done that, that was a red flag for me. So I thought, I thought that was a problem, and it turned out to be. Um, they weren't happy with Joe Woods. Okay, what would have been a bad move? I think in this situation for Kevin, where they clearly need to win next year, or maybe this whole regime is out. Okay, let's let's. It's the NFL. We all know. Right. We all know the way it works. If they don't do fairly well next year, I would think everybody's out. And and I mean everybody, Andrew Barry, and certainly Kevin Stefanski. I don't know about Paul D. Podesta. Who knows? But I if if they don't win next year, I would think they're they're gone. Just because we know how the NFL works. So what did Kevin need? He didn't need to go out and hire somebody who had never been a defensive coordinator before. Hey, this guy's a real up and coming defensive backs coach. We think he's going to be a good defensive coordinator. Yeah, the, you need to take the we think out of it. Right? Exactly. Yeah. You, you're going to risk your future on a we think? No. No. How about a, yep, been there, done that, won a Super Bowl as a defensive coordinator? Thank you. And their defense was a big part of the reason they won the Super Bowl in Philadelphia with Jim Schwartz. Uh, let me throw this at you because we got this on Twitter. And and head coaching experience on top of it, Andy. So, I mean, this guy is he has extensive NFL coaching experience and success. I'm, I'm with you. The resume says higher, higher, yep, higher. Yep. All right, so this was on Twitter. This is a question did on Twitter. Did you say Twitter, Andy Baskin? Well, did. cheapers crime. Our Twitter mentions are powered by Scheibe Jewelers, Cleveland's premier jewelry store. 
Kevin Brown on Twitter. What a coincidence when Joe Woods had elite defensive tackles like Larry Ogunjobi, Sheldon Richardson, and an elite free safety like Troy Hill. The Browns' defense was spectacular in playoffs. Like I, I just, oh, when they had the Maliks a year ago, they were yeah. better. You know, one of them worked his way out of town by doing things off the field, and the other one they didn't bring back. And the other, like I read that, and then I'm kind of haunted by something that we had yesterday during Jeff Thomas does it, and I know we talked about this um, a little bit before the show that you know Peyton Manning had said it, it was Peyton, it wasn't his brother, right? That Peyton said. Look, halftime adjustments are like the most overrated thing ever. Oh, and then Eli and, we were laughing, and Eli agreed. Yeah. yeah, and so the adjustment is you go to the bathroom and you get something to drink. I, I, I laughed. I just wonder if there's a, like this fake mystique of what we think about when it comes to some of these things, and you know what Joe Woods did or didn't do, or where where he was, and what the next defensive coordinator Jim Schwartz is going to be able to do yeah. too. So, I, and I kind of I look at those. Those scenarios, and then it makes you kind of think twice about, okay, well, was it really Joe Woods? Is it the personnel? Is it the people putting the personnel in place? Is it is it truly not? It's not so much making uh, halftime adjustments. It's making in-game adjustments. All right, we're getting crushed on the run. What are we going to have to do here? Maybe we're going to have to give up the ability to give up the big play. Are we going to blitz enough? Are we not? I, I think it all goes through the mind of the defensive coordinator, and you try to Digest that and then try to come up with a theory on why you think that defensive coordinator is good or bad or somewhere in between. So, all right, let me take a phone call here real quick. Uh, Dan is in Cleveland. Dan. Hey, hey guys, what's up? How are you? Up, Dan, Jeff, Andy. I'm just leaving the Cleveland VA. Had to get some, had to get some hip injections and you know war cells. So, all right, well, feel better, my friend. Hey, hey, always, always. So I was just I. I, I I just didn't understand your question. Sure. Is, is, this, is, is the defensive coordinator that higher good for Kevin Stefanski? Basically, I'm yeah. Understand. I'm trying to understand how 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 that question is being being asked, how it's being posed, because Kevin wasn't involved in the last couple years with defense from what I witnessed and, and many other Browns fans witnessed. It was um, it was simply Joe's Joe's defense. Right and and him him hurting the Browns as much as he did. How I mean, so why did they stay with it as long, Dan? Is that where you're going with this? Why did they stay with him as long as they did if they felt like he was if he was hurting the the big picture? Is that where you're going with that or no? Schwartz, like, if, how is his success or failure going to fall back on Kevin again? If it's not Kevin, simply the offensive guru, he caused the plays. Then I mean, whether he's good or bad shouldn't matter to the Haslam's now again. I mean, because it's not he's not running the defense. So I'm just understand how the how is Schwartz success or failure tied to Stefanski keeping his job? Here's how. Well, yeah, if the defense if the defensive coordinator comes in, does a great job, Dan, they become an elite defense, are really good, and it leads to 11 wins for the Browns. Everybody's happy and everybody's safe. And That's Kevin how. gets credit for it because he hired and the Kevin, guy. And Kevin will take the fall if it's a failure again. But let's say it's a failure. Will he, though? That, here's my question at this yeah. point. I think yes, he, will he will this time, yeah. but he didn't have to take it now. And a right? good chance the whole staff gets blown up. So they're all in it together. Well, I hope that this hire is more or less like you guys have talked about, many other people have talked about, that this is actually a – 
you know what? We have a fallback now. If, if, if the, even if the defense plays somewhat good and the offense sputters out again, I, I, are you guys looking at it like that? Like Schwartz is he pl- is Schwartz Plan B? Is that what you're asking? Is he Plan B? Yeah. Dan, that's a great question. I, I, Jeff and I'll talk about. It. Thank you for the a good phone call. Thank you, appreciate that. You don't need you don't need a plan B. If you were looking for one, you have Bill Callahan. You already have a guy on staff who's been a head coach. I don't know that it feels that way though. I mean, we're talking about Callahan retiring a, a week. Ago. No one has no one has given Jim Schwartz a head coaching job since he left Detroit. No, but it does feel so, like. So if you, why do we think? Because, why, why would you think? Wow, this is the guy in case something happens. And, and nothing against Jim, he probably would be a better head coach the second time around. Sure. But why would anybody think, yep, there, there's plan B? No, he's brought in to be the defensive coordinator and make this work. And if they fire Kevin, my guess is they'd probably want to go hire somebody else's head coach. I, I think on paper what you're saying is right, but I, I do think there's a reality of saying that your head coach is on the hot seat going into next season. Because if he is going in on the hot seat, you better have a plan B to, to finish out the rest of the year. All right, so in other words, it's Carolina. Matt Rule didn't work, so let's fire him. We have Steve Wilkes here, who's been a head coach. Boom, Steve, you're in interim. Oh, now Steve Wilkes is looking for a gig. You know, he's up for the Carolina job. Well, let's go back to the last time. I would think not. Well, they let Hugh go, and now all of a sudden, you know, you've got an interim head coach again. And and now he's in an audition. Greg Williams, your defensive coordinator, who had experience, didn't get the gig, despite the fact that he had a better record. As an interim so are coach. you using Greg Williams as your reference point? No, now not for, at all. For Jim Schwartz? It's, no. I mean, it's Steve Wilkes, it's Greg Williams. Neither guy got the gig. At least I don't think Steve Wilkes I, is going to get the gig. I think the only way you look at um, Schwartz as plan B is if the offense just completely falters. But I don't know that that does that. You're stuck with Deshaun Watson. I wouldn't say stuck, Andy. Jeff? You're fortunate to have Deshaun Watson. Okay. If he works and everything turns and gets laughing. <laughs> turns around, then you're right. This is a good fortune to have him. Yes. But if it doesn't work out. Oh, problem. <laughs> I don't know that I even want to be the interim. Nick Ooh. is in Astrobula. Hello, Nick. Hi, Nick. How you doing? Good. <clears throat> so, quick question asked for what you said earlier. How far do you think the Browns have to make it for our stars to want to stay stars? In Cleveland. Playoffs next year. Like, I don't think there's any excuse. They need to make the playoffs next year. Yeah, but how far into the playoffs? Are we Are we saying Super Bowl here or getting kicked out in the wild card? Here you go, Nick. Your stars will want to stay here as long as paydays are fabulous. And it'll be nice if the – although, you know, Joel Batonio said at the end of the season that, you know, he's not getting any younger. And he's right. Yeah. These guys – I mean, who – no – God bless Joe Thomas, and he's going to the Hall of Fame, and he was reaping the rewards of that. But if you mm-hmm. could ask him to go back and say, Joe, you know what? You're going to be on a team that's going to win one game over two years, but you're going to be a Hall of Famer when it's all said and done. Would you trade that for a Super Bowl ring? Would you have traded that for a couple of playoff wins? I wonder what his answer will be. His answer would have been this. What's the money? That makes sense, yeah. Do you think that's Joe's answer? If better, the money's the better, same. It better be. He's if a the mercenary. Money, if the money is the same. They're all mercenaries. Did you, I, I'm sorry. Do you like where you're working? Thanks, You Nick. know, pe- people never factor that in. People don't factor that in. I, I wanted to work in Cleveland. I've told this before. I turned down a, a gig that would have doubled my pay. $4 an hour? 
Congratulations. Yeah, I was moving up to five. Whew. No, I, why? Because I wanted to work in Cleveland. That my that was my long term plan. I was hoping to do that, so I I stayed rather than leave, because I wanted to work here. If I had taken the other job, what would my goal have been to get back to Cleveland? Well, what the hell? I'm already here. I, you know. Yeah. And so, did Joe Thomas like working in Cleveland? Apparently, he did. All right, let's ask Mary Kay Cabot about this. We'll bring her in next. She's from Cleveland.com and The Plain Dealer, and we will talk to her next. Mary Kay Cabot, straight ahead, Baskin and Phelps.